Nerds International proudly presents Coming at you live from the mean streets of Harlem, it's me, Nick Lambslice. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Scafra Grodaz. And we are the Tabletop Twats. And James sadly is no longer with us. He got eradicated. That's right. He was killed <laughs> by none other than Godzilla himself. But we can do one better actually because we've got an amazing guest for you today. That's right. It's the Queen of England, everyone. Hey. Hey. No, thank you. It is a genuine pleasure to be here. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. Don't make jokes. Get out, Queen. Don't make jokes. That's... Fuck's sake, I'm off. What was rule number one? <laughs> okay, he's actually left. He's actually left. <laughs> but no, um, we thought to ourselves, who can we who can we get on, on our budget? And fortunately, Owen Lean is actually free. So we've got him yeah. today. He <laughs> is, he is an, a magician, an actual wizard, and he is also a writer who has written for... for or Pinnacle, actual Pinnacle, who and a registered gangster, a registered gangster, actual convicted dog botherer. <laughs> it's Owen Lean. Say hello. Oh, oh yes, a convicted dog botherer. That's a, <laughs> that, that's going on the CV right there. Yeah. Welcome to the lair. <laughs> but no, it's it's a, it's a very you know this is this is an honour really. I mean, I thought you know being on the Wild Eye was was amazing. But this is this is the height. It really is. I mean, I'm I'm a twat all the time. But now I'm a tabletop twat. That's just official. Boom. It's official. You're yeah. the third most famous guest we've ever had on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, ladies and gentlemen, this is an RPG show all about tabletop RPGs, and we've got a show that's got so much fucking features in oh. it that uh, you might get a disease. So, um, we've got the feedback side, we've got what you've been slaying, we've got the main subject, which this week is going to be LARPing. And then we've got Adventure Calls, followed by the Chamber of Challenges, and then, of course, Electro Letters. Let's get on with it with the bloody feedback side. The 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 feedback section. The feedback section. So first up, we've got an email from Luke Enyart. Now strap in, because this is a pretty long one. He says, hey, Triple T's. I am loving your show. I originally found you by looking for DCC actual plays. My successful luck check led me to your podcast. I must compliment you on your style. Clearly influenced by the Delvers series, you've hit the mark with your use of sound effects. Typing this, I can still hear Cutthroat Jenkins breaking a pub table in a fall after Minoc tripped him. The sense of humour you work through the beggars has me laughing my ass off through every episode. Your other episodes are excellent. I appreciate your game reviews and respect that you offer honest impressions of both the good and bad elements of what you've covered. Because of the Blackwood and Genlab Alpha shows, I am planning on checking out both games. The episode you did while drinking confirmed what a friend and I suspected years ago. The plural of Guinness is Guinai. It's true. God bless Arthur Guinness. Being a Gen X grognard who cut his RPG teeth on first edition AD&D, I have to admit I was a bit sad that you guys had a bad impression of the game. I just listened to the Grognard Files podcast that had a three-part series on AD&D, and it was great. Not expecting you to put together three shows, but I would love it if you did one on it. Keep being yourselves and doing the podcast for your own enjoyment, and you will continue to make great podcasts. You have an open invitation to play in a DCC game or my AD&D game at our friendly local game store, Gateway Games. 
if you're ever in Cincinnati, Ohio. Sincerely, Luke Enyart. How um, much did we pay him for that? Very nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is I he on the payroll or what? Yeah, I slipped him 20 quid for <laughs> that one. I was going to say. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely message. You, you should do a second edition D&D podcast sometime, though, yeah, an AD&D. That would be amusing getting hold of some real old school stuff and, and well my yeah. mate um, Phil actually is really really into AD&D and I was going to get him on once to do it but he stopped playing so uh, so fuck him you know, he's you the know, guy that exclusively played AD&D wow. only wasn't he forever yeah, for, for years yeah for yeah, years yeah. and then he played Shadowrun and was like actually other games are good <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise there was other games because you know uh, um, all the AD&D um, uh, video games are now on your phones you can get uh, um, Baldur's Gate and stuff on your phone. Oh, yes. On your, on your phone. Oh, no, man. I, I got... Um, nice. I've, I re-downloaded um, both of them and I've just... Every spare moment I've got when the baby's not needing my attention, the <laughs> selfish git, I'm now, play, I'm now playing that. Well, they're about 100 hours long, so yeah, exactly, yeah, give it about three easily. years. You'll Bloody be, you'll yeah. Be it. yeah, but then when you finish it, you just want to start with a different character and play something different. It's, it's um, we'll probably do an AD&D podcast in... Ten years. Yeah, that's <laughs> One day? Yeah. Um, we'll when you've got the budget to visit Cincinnati, Ohio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then we'll get him on the show. Cheers, yeah. Luke. That's a very, very kind email. I appreciate that. Tim White comes in and he says, is there an episode that covers Harrison's half-made, half-shark status? I believe he actually left this message on Patreon. If you go over to our Patreon, chuck us the buck, um, yeah. there's, uh, there's a bit where it says Harrison is half-made, half-shark. Mm. Um, that is a reference to a really, really terrible game I played at work once where um, I, my character was half-made, half-shark. I mean, it's not an, a reference anyone will get. I just thought it was so absurd that I put it in the Patreon description. Yeah, but that, that terrible game is clearly a story you have to tell sometime. Oh, I will yeah. eventually. That's bonus That's content. a fireside uh, tale, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, next one. Jason Connolly comes in regarding episode 33. He says, For a first-time listener, it was a great show with some really neat ideas, not to mention some really juvenile ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we got. But if, if we're anything, we're consistent. Exactly. Yeah, we, I mean, it's. I would say 90% juvenile, yeah. 10% neat. Yeah. And next up, I think this guy's going to win best name of the year. It's Meven Steven. <laughs> Meven Steven, that's amazing. He comes in and says, please dedicate your lives to mass producing this series. And he's talking about foreign beggars. Um, I would love to do that, Meven, um, but uh, I would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that, those are bloody hard to make, mate. Um, yeah. So, no. I think the answer to that is if people want you to do that they need to send you more money on Patreon basically yeah yeah once we hit the million quid yeah we're all yours we're all yours mate I'll be I'll be mass producing it till, uh, and, yeah. and no in fact what I'll do is I'll, I'll pay somebody to do it yeah exactly like, we come round your house I'll outsource it to like, China speaking speak yeah. of Patreon I actually am one of your patrons so you're not getting me for free you're actually getting me for minus five pounds a month actually. <laughs> so you're paying us to be I'm here. actually paying you to be here yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. so take note listeners yeah. if, if, if you want to be on the show pay all us. you need to do is pay us a fiver cross our palm with silver mate and we're exactly. coming to record in your we front room we are extremely room. cheap yeah. <laughs> but that's it for um, feedback nice month. feedback this time we did have nasty ones but I just cut them out because my feelings got hurt <laughs> got quite upset but let's move on to what we've been playing in what you've been slaying yes oi yeah. What you slaying? First of all, let's start off uh, with Pantheon Towers. Oh yes. Describe this. Right, so this is a game that I've uh, been running for a while now. This is a, a game that I originally came up with as a one-shot for um, Savage Insider magazine. 
which is a Savage Worlds magazine that hasn't published in a couple of years now. Um, and it never actually got out because they, they did, the issue it was going to be in never happened, which was a shame. But uh, that back then it was called Olympus Towers. But then, um, what are they called? Fabled Environments and Charles White's company came out with Olympus Inc. So I thought, <laughs> you know, I'm better change the name because there's only room for one setting in uh, in Savage Worlds with the word Olympus in it, really. <laughs> so, uh, did, so we did you not that. settle it with like a playground fight? Who's keeping the name? Well, no, because he had... He, I'm the real Olympus here. <laughs> <laughs> not really, because he had a much bigger budget than mine. His was an entire book already written. And, and a full legal stuff. <laughs> and, and also his was a session that most people are actually going to be able to relate to and play as opposed to this one. So Pantheon Towers is a, uh, is a cross between um, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief and a Attack the block, okay, or, yeah. uh, or man them on the wall, basically. Yes. Yeah, okay. So it is a, it's a bunch of hoodies between sort of you know uh, generally between sort of sixteen and twenty, mm-hmm. um, hanging out on um, what has been rated number one in the uh, what in the original I called it the morning papers, but it's clearly the Daily Mail um, his list of top ten most dangerous council estates. Croydon, yeah, but basically yes. Yeah, so you, you can probably think of a few in Croydon, yeah, somewhere in the east end of London, anyway. Um, and uh, um, it's um, yeah they, these um, a bunch of random hoodies suddenly um, get involved in finding out that the the Greek gods have come back but they're just now dudes hanging out on the estate basically <laughs> and, uh, and yeah big gang war kicks off and then um in that, it's in the in the one shot. It's just one proper sort of goddess has come back, and some of the titans have come. Back okay, cool ones. But at the end of it, you cause um, you defeat the titans, and as a result, cause the other gods to <laughs> to come back. So the game that I'm running now is set two years later, and there's a load of them um, Zeus all over turned London. Up, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yes. Zeus has turned up. He is uh, um, he's actually Harrison's patron in. Uh, oh really? In the game, yeah. I forget yeah. what his name is. What? He's called King Jams because each of them merge with a with a mortal. <laughs> And they become uh, something that is both the mortal and the and the god now, awesome. as it were, or the ancient, as they call themselves. Okay. Um, it's um, so yeah. King Jams is a eighty-year-old homeless geezer <laughs> who now has Zeus in him, and he is seriously <laughs> pissed off because he um, because now he's an eight-year-old homeless geezer. He doesn't get to have nearly as much sex as he, as oh, he wants. Oh dear, because he stinks. Yeah, oh, and, and he's, so he's just exactly, mad yeah. at the world. So as oh, you know, ninety-nine percent of the problems are caused in the original Greek myths were because. Zeus couldn't keep it in his pants, so he's now proper annoyed that that's going on. And yeah, they, um, uh, Dionysus has split himself into two people actually. Okay, yeah, uh, twins called Dion and Isis. Nice. Um, who um, who run a really trendy nightclub in uh, in Soho where dodgy things go down. But yeah, Harrison is is now playing in part of the game. Yeah. Um, do you want to describe your character? My character, obviously, he's got he's got powers from from Zeus, and he is I uh, he's young. So he's got the young hindrance, but he's like a young, not pop star, but he's a young rapper called Young Juice, <laughs> and he's he's like a really really unbelievably stupid kid that drives a moped, oh and um, yeah, he's he's pretty cool, and and he's like, yeah, blood, you want you want you want to fight, blood, and he's like he's so cocky and arrogant, but like yeah, he's got these powers, so he's he's got like lightning based powers and stuff, and. He's just he's just this arrogant fuck. So he he's come along to the party where these these other guys that are like smart, they've got powers, and mm-hmm. we've got another guy who's who's like a shop owner. We've got another guy who's like a Rastafarian dude, 
and then they're going around doing stuff and then this kid just turns up and thinks he can solve all their problems oh, basically <laughs> and every time he introduces himself he, he, he's like yo what's up my name's Young Juice new album dropping soon <laughs> <laughs> you want my CD take my CD yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah he's really he's really really fun to play because, cool. because he's so arrogant like, yeah. there's this bit where we we turn up um, uh, I was trying to distract like a rival gang essentially and draw them away from uh, their gym where we were trying to, uh, yeah, trying to draw them away from their gym so that we could fuck it up, and so um, <laughs> don't mess with a man's gym equipment. They man. they had sports cars basically, <laughs> and were sitting on them all smoking and chatting. <laughs> yeah. And I rolled up on my moped, and my attempt to distract them was even though I was only on a moped, I just rolled up and was like, "Oh, dickhead!" <laughs> and then just and then just drove off. Yeah. In fairness, at that point, I believe Dan, um, his, who was playing the Rastafarian character, threw a fish at them, at the, at them <laughs> and used the uh, the ace. Uh, um, car, um, adventure cards mm-hmm. and automatically got a raise to his face. Oh, nasty. <laughs> nasty. But then you got away from that. He crashed and then driving back, you managed to crash into another car and kill one of the main <gasps> NPCs in the Yeah, crash. so I was, ro- I, was, <laughs> I was rolling so well and playing the right adventure cards yeah. that I, I actually, um, the two guys that were chasing me in sports cars, I managed to fuck them up completely. Real Just, nice. I, Real on, nice. On a moped and didn't die myself. Yeah. It was like, it was stupid. Like, oh. it's shouldn't have worked but and one of young NPCs has an ability where his skin is heavy armour so he's meant to be almost impossible to kill but because he crashed into the moped he's like you know the, yeah, uh, getting hit in a car crash a car crash counts as a heavy weapon yep. and, he, and he rolled I can't believe how much damage it was it was ridiculous mammoth, and of course he wasn't crushing. wearing a seatbelt yeah. yeah. oh of course so, yeah. did he fly so out he was, yeah, just oh, smashed God. all over the place yeah. brilliant that was brilliant one thing that, that was pretty funny as well was that um, in the next session we did we did a street race and uh, I, I managed to keep up with all the sports cars <laughs> <the moped. laughs> yeah. on the moped because I was rolling so so well. You must have put like, one of them little kits on the the moped that makes them go that little bit faster. Re- de-restricted or something? I believe you used some homemade booze that one of the characters had made in this bathtub as nitro. <laughs> no, yeah. yes. Lawrence, he's got this like bathtub booze, and it's wow. like it, I'm my character. Eighty-nine percent call- proof or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my character calls it Lawrence Juice. Oh god! But it was so funny because. Um, my character's like this rude boy guy and Lawrence yeah. is like this proper thespian actor type who's constantly pissed think like Withnail from Withnail yeah, like, exactly, I've got exactly a bastard behind the eyes yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the funny thing is is that me and him went to go and scope out the uh, the route and it was just the stupidest like pair of people like to go and scope out a route ever genuinely hilarious and, and to, to get like a better view of it we were on both opposite sides of the road and so the whole conversation was shouted the entire time oh, check it, out it, it, we were like, you got, you seen anything yet? And he's like, there are no pubs around here. Why am I sober? And then, then when the race started, he wasn't sober. <laughs> yeah, when the race started, um, I was like, uh, he, he was like, I don't. Uh, he starts his car and he's like, I don't remember this this route at all. And I'm, I'm like, remember all the pubs we saw? And he's like, I remember everything. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very, very, very interesting setting. I absolutely yeah. love it. But yeah, not the most commercial, sadly, because most people outside of London aren't going to relate to London. Yeah. So can I get you on the record saying fuck Olympus Inc.? Is that what no, you're saying? No, no, I will not say that. No, Charles is a lovely human being. Yeah. Uh, I think we all read between the lines there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up, uh, we've been playing a lot of Solomon Kane recently, haven't we, Nick? Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, you loving it? Oh, mate, always. One of my favourite, uh, hands down, one of my favourite um, campaigns I've ever played. And that's, uh, that's, 
a bold statement because we've played some crackers and uh, but no it's up there it's uh, it's fantastic so there's a lot that happened recently but we'll just talk about uh, the most recent session so for those that don't know Solomon Kane is a 17th century late 16th century game except for the fact that there are monsters and shit in it mm-hmm. right and magic and ting and magic and ting yep but uh, in in this game, uh, yeah, there's there's one uh, the mission they've done recently was kind of a heist in the Vatican City. Oh man! Yep. And Solomon Kane's cane, yep, yep, <laughs> was being held in a museum. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was actually called the Staff of Kane, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they don't speak very good English in yeah. in Italy, so, so it's got to be it's got so, to be a cane. Yeah, so they were calling it the Solomon Kane. <laughs> yeah. And they had it in they had it in this museum, and mm-hmm. uh, basically Solomon Kane had set up these um, wards on it that would uh, curse a- any city uh, or any area um, if somebody were to unlawfully take it off him. Mm-hmm. And so this museum had it, and it was causing everyone in the town to to beat each other up. Turn and, a bit and, sad. And, yeah. And that was that was basically it. And everyone in the town was insane. And so the party had been tasked with basically doing a heist and going into the museum and taking it back. Um, their plan was woefully, uh, well, it wasn't a plan, was it? They basically went to the museum, climbed up on a tall tree, and tried to chuck a Molotov cocktail in, yeah, uh, to blow it up. Yeah, could uh, you make him? I suppose you could do a Molotov cocktail, but well, we had you we invented had, the Molotov. We cocktail. had Celtic fire. It was even better. Oh than that. right, okay. It was okay. basically alchemist fire. Yeah, they, they made, um, but uh, made in Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was made by Christa. It, it was, was made Scottish. by a Scotsman. Yeah. <laughs> so um, essentially, what they did was, yeah, they they just chucked it over the wall and tried to blow it up from afar. The guards immediately noticed him. Fifty of them are chasing him down the street. Um, immediately on the other side of them, uh, Solomon Kane turns up and he's like, "Where's my staff?" And then they they just they're, so they've got a fight on their hands. They've got guards on one side, the most powerful dude in this whole game on the other side, and they're just they are just absolutely uh-huh. sandwiched. Yeah. And um, midway through the fight, uh, uh, Belinda James's character is like, "Right, fuck this," and she starts legging it back towards the museum. <laughs> and um, of course, what happens is is she grabs the staff and the. Uh, like all of the memories of all the terrible shit that Solomon Kane's done and all the people that he's killed just immediately envelop her she faints because she's Brilliant. so incredibly scared mm-hmm. Nobby Sean's character walks in and he, he he tries to grab the staff as well sees all these ghosts flying about and shit coming out the staff and heart attack he dies yeah he died from a heart attack that's two heart attacks in this campaign we've had yep two heart attacks <laughs> them fear rolls they will <clears throat> kick your ass yeah. Yeah. yeah so he just he just died he died on the spot man we, we did all the, the all the necessary rolls in all of this there's like no. the vigor rolls and stuff like this that you need to make to not die but he, he just failed all of them but mm. aren't your characters having come back from the dead so yes. can they actually die from a heart attack? Are they not yes, undead? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they are undead, but then if they die after that, it's like final death. Yeah, okay, you right, you okay, don't okay. even go, get to go to heaven so or hell. So the heart is still working, they do still need their yes. heart working. Right? Yeah, 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 when they've been brought by, yeah, then it's our day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's wow. it's really, really shitty, so Nobby's dead. So next up, Nick, you've got um, we, you've got a new product, have you not? I have, yes, got a Kickstarter. Savage for Zombie Field. Squad. Yeah, it came through a couple of weeks ago. I've uh, been looking forward to this one, actually, because we actually interviewed the guys who wrote it on the Wild Die, which was really nice. So oh, um, we've had a chat with um, the dudes over at Zombie Squads. It's finally... Uh, fulfilled and we've, I've got my hands on it nice hard back the artwork's fantastic guys check it out see what you think so I'm holding in my hands Savage World's Zombie Squad on the cover you've got a man he's got a gun that's <laughs> yep. the sort of stuff I like <laughs> yes. right. in space in space and mm-hmm. there's an alien there and he's not looking too happy because the man with the gun has probably shot him well he's got a big hole in his chest so I think he's probably <laughs> been shot either yeah. that or he's 
got a terrible illness. Yeah. <laughs> Holio. This is nice. It's a weird size though. It's not is quite. It? It's not quite core, it's, it's, and it's not yeah. quite big. It's kind of it's in the just between. below regulation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Suicide Squad in space. Yeah. So as far as I remember from the interview that we did, so you you play crime people, mm-hmm. otherwise known as criminals. Yep. Yep. But these crime cr- people is the technical term in the year <laughs> this is set, though. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because it's in space. So exactly. Yeah. This different language. Space crime people. Attack of the crime people. <laughs> so in Attack of the Crime People, Savage World Zombie Squad. <laughs> You um, essentially are people in space that have done bad things. Mm-hmm. You're on death row, mm-hmm. but you've been revived. Zombie. So you've uh-huh. said, they, they say to you, you've got to do a mission that you're probably going to die on because we're not going to send our real men to do it because they'll die and we don't want them to die. But you are on death row, so we don't give a fuck. But Go look on the bright side. You might die gloriously rather than being just executed. Exactly. And we like your skills. So it's like Suicide Squad, but yeah. not shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in space. Yeah. And yeah. in space. Do they um, get, um, if they fulfill the mission, do they get let off? Or what's the incentive? Um, well, you you get to live. You carry day. on living. Another day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah, okay. And these While dudes are like. I think yeah. a lot of the characters are like obviously like mercenaries and things like that. So they, they like it. It's like, do you want to sit in a cell waiting for your death, or do you want to get out of there and party? Yeah. Fair and, enough. And maybe die. And then uh, haven't they got like get things around? Things, I think yeah. they've got some kind of like devices on them as well that if they do misbehave, they get dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Owen just went out into <laughs> the hallway like to sleep. <laughs> like a fireball. <laughs> So um yeah so that's that's good content um <laughs> if you if you wanted to hear a sneeze you got it ladies and gentlemen I feel so sorry for the patrons the people that pay for this they just had to hear a, an actual sneeze wow is that that's the sort of quality oh and you're a professional radio I man. know right yeah yeah but I, but on the radio I could just press the mute button Savage World Zombie Squad buy it it's really good it's got spaceships it's got space combat it's got Zombies. It's got squads. It's got all sorts. It's got all sorts of shit in there. It's and the art's great. Savage. It's very good. Yes. Savage. It was our gaming group's three-year anniversary. We've been, oh. we've been together for three years. Yeah, big cuddle, yeah, it's lovely. And so James got me a little gift for uh, putting this group together, and he got me uh, a the Savage Worlds action and adventure decks. So we talked about uh, the adventure decks before, and what these do is they're little cards that have, uh, have little effects on the game. So you get dealt these at the beginning of the game, and it might be things such as Owen. Oh, for example, catnap. Play when a character has at least half an hour of undisturbed downtime to record a character as if she had a full night's rest. This removes all power points and removes all fatigue. In addition to that, you get a uh, pack of just playing cards in there because as we know in Savage Worlds, initiative is done using playing cards. These are quite rare, aren't they? Yes, well, they're difficult to get in this country. Mm, Um, But yeah, Nick, have have a look at these, mate, because I think you will like them. Very nice. Yeah, they're really high high quality, mate. So so high quality, in fact, the cardstock is so thick that they don't fit in my fucking card boxes. <laughs> yeah, they are, aren't they? See, now, I think the adventure deck is actually very high quality They're for what it is. However, glossy. being someone who uses playing cards a lot, I would say there is too much gloss and not enough air cushioning on the uh, on the action deck. And that's coming from a magician. Cards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nerd alert. He knows yeah, his cards. I do, yeah. I mean, I could do sleight of hand with them, but they're... Well, I suppose that's an advantage, though, because they're not good for sleight of hand. They're not. No one's going to cheat with them. That's at the true. Table. Yeah. Hello, so zombie, maybe, yeah. mummy, zombie, yeah, yeah, yeah. mummy on zombie. there. 
So we got mummy yeah, alert. on one of the aces. There's a mummy. So if 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 there's any reason to get this deck, there it is. That's they it. Are, there's a, a mummy on the ace. But yeah, these are very nice actually. I'm I'm really impressed. They mm. do stick together a bit though. Yeah. The lack of air cushioning. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> You hear that pinnacle? Sort your air cushioning out. Yeah, more air cushioning. God's sake. Go pass them over. Let me see if I can do any sleight of hand with them. Hang on. Here we go. Oh my god, a bunch so, of flowers have just appeared. Gone. That's not bad, is it? That's actually okay, yeah. I was quite impressed. I was just yeah. done a magic trick. It doesn't work. I did it. Yeah. It doesn't work on an audio format, though. <laughs> well, the, I think the silence yeah. speaks for itself. <laughs> we just no, went I, quiet. I can, I can, I can, yeah. Right, can do he's doing. It, oh, no. oh, right, okay, they're fine. Yeah. Do you understand? Right. I take it all back. They work fine. Sorry. Do you understand how doing magic on, on the radio is, is rubbish? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, it was still yeah. quite magical, and I am quite impressed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have to have the person's all describe it. It's kind of like, yeah, Owen's so. just made a, a number four turn into a jack. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to do an announcement. Ooh. Oh. I uh, will be running a public game, and this is an open invitation I'll to any in. listeners. Um, if you would like to come along to this game. Fourth uh, of May at the Marquis of Granby in Earlswood. God, that sounds pretentious, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a pub. I will be running a DCC uh, tournament module, Carnival of the Damned, um, and this tournament will have a prize, which I haven't decided on yet. But the winner of the tournament will win, uh, yeah, a big prize, and it's the fourth of May, and this will be okay. at seven p.m. at the Marquis of Granby in Ellswood in England. So anybody that's, is that in London or is that? That's not. It's round here. Round it here. sounds incredibly posh, but it's not. It's a it's a it's a shabby little pub around the corner. Do I get to talk about what I've been slain? You certainly do. Sorry. Yeah, okay, that's all right. I don't mind. I, I, I'm just a human being with feelings. Um, so, um, besides Pantheon Towers, obviously, which you were at, I'm also playing in an East Texas University campaign run by my friend Dan Brown. Oh, yes, I forgot about is, that. What, the, what, the, what, the, the writer? No, no, different Dan Brown. Yeah, yeah. Because if we if it was run by that Dan Brown, it would be convoluted. The 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 games the games the games will only last you know thirty seconds because the chapter's so short. And at the end, it would turn out that that the whole twist is that someone had had a child. Dan Brown, not the writer, running East Texas University, but set in the nineties, so no mobile phones and stuff, and set in a. Version of the Deadlands universe, Ooh. so Confederacy and Union are a thing. But yeah, it's it's, it's a really good game. Um, I'm playing a character called Tammy Lee Christie or TLC. She's a uh, trailer trash um, girl from uh, Granville, which is um, actually in our world would be Vancouver, but in this world, uh, the uh, um, Canadians got rid of the British ages ago, so okay. it wouldn't have been renamed. Okay. Um, that's not canon Deadlands, by the way. It's a different Deadlands. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that shit later. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. We just had an adventure where we um, were looking into two devices, a thing called the um, Basilisk device and the Aurora device, which are sort of stun gun advanced, basically. Knock someone out for 48 hours, but it went wrong and put some dude into a coma. Um, so we found out about these devices. We found out the guy who put him into a coma, and we went around to have a chat. The idea was we were just going to have a chat. This is where my wife, who has never played in a game that has been DM'd by anyone but me before, um, decides that they're not being um, as nice at the door as she wanted to. They were having very bad manners. So she broke the door down, punched out the guy's girlfriend, at which point he comes down with a shotgun, and it all kicks off. <laughs> 
Now, I like your manners. Now, my character at this point just goes, okay, I'm going out to get the car because we're going to need to get out of here really quickly. We've just broken the law. And when TLC is the voice of reason in the oh, party, no. you know it's not a good situation. <laughs> but um, they managed to get out of it just about okay. I think it, it went down in the end to them having a point saying, okay, we actually know what you've been up to when we've got evidence. Don't shoot us and don't get us arrested for breaking into your house and we won't tell anyone. So that was <laughs> that was how that kind of ended as far as I remember. But yeah, that was so that's a good game. Right. Um, I'm also playing in a D&D 5th edition campaign run by my friend Darry. We just got to a place where there's lots of dragons and he said, um, alright, in this session I'm going to set, set you up against a dragon. And we were like, we don't want to go off against a dragon. We're just trying to get through this area. Said, no, no, there's a dragon attacking. What are you going to do? Is oh, it, okay, God. well, we're going to help and defend the city. Great, okay. And um, then a giant acid dragon, a black dragon, comes oh, out of nowhere, rolls attack, one-shots one of our characters, because there's massive damage, they're dead, there's Jeez. nothing they can do, evaporated. Yeah. And he said, yeah, dragon, fighting dragons are fun, isn't it? And he said, we never wanted to fight a dragon! Why <laughs> yeah, are we so, doing this? So that yeah. happened anyway. And the last thing I'm in at the moment is a game I'm running called The Toxic Sisters, which is probably the most fun thing I've ever done role-playing so far. It's amazing. Um, it is a, uh, um, it's a Deadlands Hell and Earth campaign, with, but it's only female players. I've got a group of five um, ladies playing in it from all over the world um, cool. on he- uh, over Roll20 and it's amazing and I've suddenly realised that the big mistake I'm making all the time when DMing and GMing uh-huh. is is having men play <laughs> basically <Yeah>. fair enough because <laughs> they're, they're, they're amazing they're, they're the awesome, reason yeah. being is that um, Owen is he he's trying to surround himself with women because yeah. he is a um, Woman. sex pest uh, pimp I was Les- going to say <laughs> yeah, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> lesbian was the word I was going to yeah, go yeah, for yeah, 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 basically right. yeah no enough so D&D 5th edition yeah you mainly play Savage Worlds don't you yeah 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 but you I like playing it? other games yeah I, I am enjoying 5th edition and the reason I'm enjoying 5th is because they finally got around to streamlining it mm. um yeah, the one thing I don't like about D&D is it is completely engineered to combat. Mm. I mean, every ability, everything is basically... You, you you level up, you get another thing that lets you kill things better, basically. Mm. There's really? a few things See, that have... There's, I mean, the rogues and the bards have yeah. stuff that give them better skills, but a lot of it is really combat-based. And that's what that's a bit and of a turn-off for me, because exactly, combat's yeah, not I, the biggest draw to this. Exactly, yeah. Um, which, um, you know, and that's... Uh, but, let, you know, to be honest, D&D is the most popular um, uh, role-playing game out there, and part of it probably is because people like to kill things. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, prefer to play a game that's got more... Uh, more ways to take your character that aren't just fair about enough. I'm going to try things. and not play D and D for as long as I possibly can, yeah. um, and make it literally one of the last systems I ever. Have played. you played Pathfinder? Of course, you've basically played D and D. And I really yeah. like. I'm just going to tell you that right now. That yeah. is is literally D and mean, Pathfinder is is 100 compatible with D and D 3.5. Yeah, so yeah. it's a bunch of it was a bunch of guys from 3.5 who said, <laughs> "Yeah, we want to fix this and go for So anyway, we're running a bit long for the old slaying segment. <laughs> That's my fault. Right, entirely. well, both of you shut up. Let's go on to the main subject, which this week is going to be a bit of the old fucking LARPing, mate. Yeah. Tidy. Main subject. Main subject. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
So, um, obviously, we are talking about LARPing, live action role playing. Yes. And that is why we got Owen on here today, because he um, is the. Um, king of the LARP. He's the king of the LARP. King he's of the, the LARP. He's the oh, LARP he's god. And um, that's why we got him on here today, because we, need, we needed an expert. I've only ever done one LARP. Nick's never really done a LARP. He's only ever done a top top. The top. I put a tarpaulin over some tarpaulin like yeah, right. you, pl- you played a game of, of, of D&D while under a tarp. Exactly, yeah. 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 Tarping. <laughs> Tabletop yeah. action roleplay. Owen, first of all, yeah. I think in, in the world of roleplay, there is some confusion about yes, what a LARP course, yeah. actually is. So, a lot of people... Right, okay, I'm just going to I'm gonna say it outright. Is it a bunch of cunts walking around in a field with a bunch of cunty weapons, a bunch of cunty costumes? Can be. Yes. Yes. So... What is a LARP? So there's lots of different kinds of LARPs, which is where the confusion comes in. Uh, There is what we would call full contact LARP and non-contact LARP. Sounds sexy, Mm. is it? Mm. Not, um, actually, sometimes, yeah. The Vampire Masquerade LARPs can get a little bit on the sexy side, it has to be said, yeah. But, um, yeah, less said on that, the better, probably. So, the the full contact LARP is people going around with foam weapons, usually in actual armour, and some serious costume game. I mean, look, full full contact LARPers take costume really seriously, and... You look at some of the photos, and some of that stuff is amazing. Where do they the get this shit from? To. Do they make it themselves? Um, okay, yeah. So there's, they're, be, they're, they're obviously there's suppliers. There's an industry. Right. Here. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Makes sense. It's uh, and I mean I wouldn't say there's a lot of money in it, but there is an industry there to mm. be made, as it were, making stuff for people, and uh, yeah, and prosthetics and makeup and stuff like that. Cool. Snazaru, the makeup brand, is a ve- is very popular with okay. lampers because it's cheap. Yep. And it looks pretty good mm-hmm. for a short period of time. But there's also non-contact LARP, which usually happens inside inside a venue rather than out in a field. Um, often in a pub, if it's in England, <laughs> yeah. because you can't afford to do it anywhere else, and pubs are free if you yeah, get a call. Absolutely, con- yeah. If you can find, uh, say, hey, I'm going to bring 40 guys into your function room, and they're going to be drinking all day long um, and eating food. Um, to, um, is that all right with you? And yes, you may have the function room for free. That is fine. Mm-hmm. No one ever comes here on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That's how that works. Um, and the one I ran was a, a non-contact LARP. I've never actually played a full contact LARP, though I have several friends who do. There was a giant one in England right now called Empire, and it's meant to be utterly amazing because there is literally about 3,000 people there each time. Because I think that a lot of people um, think that, obviously, LARPing is just... Fantasy, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. But um, obviously, it doesn't have to be. It, no, does, it doesn't have to be medieval. No, but loads of people think that's what it is, but it's not. It's not necessarily. I mean, for me, when I think of LARPing, I think Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, exactly. It's um, a very popular um, but one. What are the most common rule sets? Yeah, okay. And how so, do you play them? Because mm. so the, um, I know I, when I first heard about LARPing, um, I heard about people hitting somebody with a sword, and every time you made contact, you went two. Um, to an extent, yeah. As far as I'm aware, that's how a lot of full contact goes down. Yeah, you have to you have to shout your your damage and you have to do a lot of maths very quickly. The result is combat is quick, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, non-contact LARP where combat can take hours, okay. yeah. literally hours. You know, because you're essentially tabletopping in with a large group mm-hmm. of people, um, and that is the main sort of difference between LARP and tabletop. Is obviously you've got a lot more people, and instead of sitting around and pretending to be characters in your mind's eye, you're actually acting out, yeah. being the character as you were. It's, 
Um, so a mixture between tabletop and improv theatre, I suppose you could say. Sounds but right without all alley. the wankery yeah, um, yeah, that yeah. comes with improv theatre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been to the, fr- to the Edinburgh Fringe, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> Unless you yeah. join a crappy LARP, in, in which case there might be a lot of wankery. Oh, I, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Because no, I did there's, one in there's, college and it, yeah, was, we'll, um, it was really rubbish. We'll talk about that in a bit, but yeah. Well, so, so main main rule sets, you have, um, you have there are various different kinds of non of combat, um, full contact rule sets. I can't tell you what they are. I don't know what their name, I don't know what the names of them are. But it generally comes down to, you've got a weapon, you hit them, you call out what the damage was, etc. Um, and the same for spell effect as well. Um, so if they're some, wearing armour, they might go, minus two. Possibly, no, but um, you, no, you don't need to do it for. As far as I'm aware, you don't need to um, yell out how much it's being redu- reduced by because mm-hmm. you've, you're doing the maths in your head as you're the one getting right. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the epicness of it is if you go to something like Empire, where there's three thousand people, and you go, and there's usually about two big battles mm. thing, and you've got five hundred people on each side, fully aware that in two minutes' time you're probably dead. You know, or your, your character's oh dead, more God, to the point. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're, and you're in character for the whole weekend, so you get really <laughs> pretty immersed, yeah. you know. So um, where's the line between that and reenactment? Well, reenactment, the line between reenactment is things have to go a certain way in right, reenactment, you know. Gotcha. It's already scripted, you're literally just reenacting a battle that happened and trying right. to... Whereas this has there, got yeah. more chance because you bring dice. Yeah, and in exactly, this, yeah. In, in and lot. reenactment, they use real weapons. So, so actual guns, if it's Civil War, <laughs> and actual Swords, if it's uh, if it's medieval, and they actually kill each other. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, I mean, you don't kill each other because it's blunted. But you, serious injuries happen. Quite yeah, I mean, if you shoot somebody yeah. with a real gun out, and they're going to die. I mean, no, it's a blunted real gun. I'm going to be. It's a blunted gun. Otherwise known as fiery blanks, Harrison. But yeah. Um, but indoors, for oh, and if it's a reenactment, <laughs> you're not going to use a fucking blank. They didn't use blanks in the real war, Dick. <laughs> they they use blanks. Trust me. They don't use blanks. blanks. It's a reenactment. I think I would know. They use blanks. Um, but it's a yeah. reenactment, not a de-enactment. And then, of course, <laughs> at, at, at Empire, not only is it five hundred people per side, but also the monster side. They've usually, for each big one, have gone to an effort to create something enormous. So um, you turn up and there's a battle rhino, for example. Oh my god! That they've made <laughs> and and a fucking sounds, battle rhino. It sounds ridiculous. Run, look at battle look rhino. at the photos of this thing. It's no, incredible. It you is, got, it you is got ten amazing. professional puppeteers here. I bet it's meant working to, yeah. the thing. It looks seriously real, and you've got guys riding on top of the thing with bows and arrows. Amazing. And stuff, yeah. but yeah, I've, I mean, I've mad seen, stuff, you know. And that, and um, that sort of that would be one of the big things between a, a difference as well between that and uh, a reenactment is that. I've seen pictures of like uh, sort of World War One and and uh, like paintings of medieval battles. There weren't battle rhinos. No yet. rhinos. No rhinos. No, no battle rhinos. No orcs. If I was there, though, I'd, get, were... I'd get well carried away because you'd see this big, like obviously expensive kind of piece of art yeah. puppet, and I'd just be like, "Ah, it's a monster wailing!" Like, yeah, oh, you smash it, you break it. You <laughs> smash oh, no, no, you're, no, you're meant to. You're meant to wail on the thing, obviously, no, why? because it, it's 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 been seriously, you know. Uh, Reinforce stuff like that because oh, you've man. got obviously you, if you're on the other side fighting the battle runner you've got to kill that thing. Someone gets carried away, and just sets it on fire. <laughs> but several, yeah, um, yeah, amazing. But obviously, as you mentioned, a lot of larps can get quite um, sexual, sexy. And so, um, so do any? Is there? Have you ever been? Well, have you ever seen any pictures of somebody you know, trying to... Do, do stuff, they yeah. try to fuck the rhino? No, they don't try and fuck the rhino. As far as the no one back. tries to fuck the rhino, no. Um, well, you can't say that with absolute certainty. No, okay, may, maybe someone out there has... You know, feedback, guys. I know there's a lot. There's probably a lot of my LARPA friends listening to this. Have you Fe- tried to fuck a battle if, rhino? If you're aware of anyone who has tried to fuck a battle rhino, please write into Tabletop Twats. I'm you sure just, you just said rhino. Thing. I don't know. Rhino. 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 That's a different thing. I think a lot of us have actually... 
role-playing battle winos in, in the yeah. tabletops. If we ever played a dwarf, you've probably played a battle wino. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Other it, systems, anyway. I was going to talk yes, about there is, yeah. there's vampire. Yes. How, how so, do you play um, that? Yeah, so the standard way that people have played World of Darkness in the past, because um, you don't just play Vampire the Masquerade um, in LARP. You, there's people who also play um, Werewolf and... Uh, um, what the other ones? Uh, uh, Wraith and Mummy Mage, and uh, Mage or Mortals. Yes, Changeling. Mm-hmm. Um, old Changeling. Don't play that one, LARP. New Changeling works very well in the LARP. Um, I could talk about what works well and what works better, mm-hmm. badly later if you want. But yeah, the original one was called um, Mind's Eye Theatre and it resulted in people playing Scissor, Paper, Stone. Okay. So I have a list of traits on my sheet. Um, which is similar to like you know a normal word of darkness sheet where you've got I've got five points of strength instead mm-hmm. of that I said I've got word adjectives that describe my strength so I am uh, I am brawny I am tough I am mm-hmm. strong or whatever mm-hmm. and I would come up to you um, if we were going to have a fight and say I am strong enough to lamp you in the face with my sword and you would say well I am dexterous enough to get out of the way and then we play scissors paper stone okay cool um, so we'd go. One, two, three. I've thrown, we've both thrown scissors, so we've had a tie. Now, if I'd beaten you, I've won. Okay. If I, um, but um, if I'd lo- if I'd lost, I've lost. But when we have a tie, we compare how many traits we have. And I have say fourteen physical traits, and you have twelve. I win. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. However, you might then say no, and this is where it gets long. <laughs> um, I declare a retest on fighting because I've got the fighting skill. Okay. So that you've got fighting. Okay, fine. So you cross a piece of fighting off your sheet, and we go again. Mm-hmm. To speed things up, I may say, well, I've also got fighting, so I will cancel the retest with fighting. And then we go down, and there's lots of other things you can retest on, and it can take a while. Okay. Um, now imagine that with 40 people in a room, combat is much longer than when you've got foam weapons and hitting people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is why you try. Try to avoid mass combat in non-contact LARP sometimes. Mm-hmm. So does that mean then that it's going to happen though? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, because when you've got all forty people in a room, someone's going to do something stupid and shit's going to go down. Of course. Yeah. So does that mean then that, that say for instance you're, we're playing a game of Vampire, right? Mm-hmm. I come up to you and I'm like, uh, I go up to the battle rhino in a game of yeah. Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. and I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to pull his trousers down. Yeah. <laughs> no, whatever. I, let's say I go up to a guy and I'm, I punch him in the face, right? Yeah. I lose, and I lose a physical trait. Yes. Let's say, for example, trait. that physical trait is, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what the skill's called in Vampire Masquerade. Fighting. Fighting, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's say, for uh, instance... Uh, melee. Melee is the thing it's called. Melee, melee, that's it. Um, okay, so let's say, for instance, I lose that. Yeah. What does that mean? I can't use it anymore? No, well, if you've got five points of melee, then you can use four more of them. I see. Ah. You also, if you lose, you also use the adjective trait that you declared. Well, so then, it, what if I run out of all of them? Um, well, the, that means my arms are just flopping about by my side. I'm that means to fight you somebody. shouldn't be getting into a fight until the uh, until after the session's over. Right. However, you can spend stuff like willpower in order to refresh traits and stuff like that. As far as I remember, yeah. But then okay. that's kind of, that doesn't make a lot of sense because then I, I should still be. Oh, it just means I'm exhausted and can't exactly, fight. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that yeah, makes it's, sense. It's essentially that's fatigue. Mm. And then if also, and then if I was able to lamp you. With whatever the hell I've, I've got in my hand, say it's a I don't know a giant metal leak like I was t- we were talking about earlier. Um, I lamp you in the face with that, and it does um, uh, two lethal damage. You then have to record that on your sheet. You've taken two lethal damage, right? Because in as you know in World of Darkness <laughs> you have three types of damage. You have bashing, lethal, and, and aggravated, yes. and each of them is more deadly than the other. Ooh, and you have to heal, etc. Yeah. Um, and then you've also got your superpowers on top of that. You know, if you're a werewolf, you can turn to a giant bloody great man wolf. If you're a vampire, you can go blah 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 and drink people's blood. That's <laughs> the actual technical term for what that's called. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So um, 
then so then for, say for example then uh, we were talking about subterfuge then if yeah. I, if that got lost off my sheet that means I can't lie anymore no because lying. I've lost my well, you confidence can sti- you can still you can still do it you just can't call the retest Okay, ah, okay, that makes right. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, okay, that makes sense yeah. to me. And if then, you, if you lose that, then um, now modern MET games, um, which are the um, the new world of darkness, so they call they call that Chronicle of Darkness now. I think they've changed the name of it, which is Vampire the Requiem, oh, yeah, um, Mage, yeah, yeah. The, Mage the Awakening. I think is the mm-hmm. is the new one. Um, Changing the Lost. They have a different system again, where they try to make it closer to the um, the tabletop system, but still larpable. Ah, okay, which cool. is because um, you know in the tabletop system you roll a number of dice equal to your points yeah. mm. in this you would roll a single dice or draw a card from a deck of 10 cards which mm-hmm. is how you normally do it um, and you add the points you have onto that to it. Right, okay, which yeah. is okay yeah. it slows down combat even more as oh, we right. found out but mm-hmm. um, um, but it, it, it can result in, in good stuff um, and uh, some of those games are very good to uh, the problem with that like I say, is some of those games are good to LARP, some of those games are bad to LARP. Mm-hmm. Vampire the Requiem is rubbish for LARPing. Okay. It's also um, um, not a very good tabletop game yeah, either. I don't know, I've not, I've not played it tabletop, but yeah. Um, Wealth Saken doesn't work well um, uh, LARPed either. New Mage and New Changeling, brilliant. Really good, yeah. And Old Mage, Old Changeling, impossible to LARP. Oh, really? Much. Okay, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, um, I have LARPed Old Mage, actually, and it worked because the GM was... Basically, the greatest GM in the country, right, a man okay. named Jeremiah Poppenbeck. He made it work. Yeah, he made it work. Yeah, what Jeremiah, Jeremiah Poppenbeck. That is definitely made up. And I was when I was running a LARP, um, I was using uh, Savage Worlds. Yes, pretty much as written, because we now have these amazing things called smartphones, which mm-hmm. change everything. And you've got dice roller apps on them, so you can now just use tabletop systems just by pressing a freaking button, and it's done. Yep. you know, so that sped things up immensely. And of course, Savage Worlds just two dice. Mm-hmm. So it's really quick to know whether you've succeeded or failed. I wouldn't want to play, say, you know, I don't know, maybe, yeah, Call of Cthulhu LARP. I can't see that working too well with a. D- d- no, that could, I reckon well, that, actually, that no, could no, work easily. Because it's quite well, actually. You yeah, only yeah, yeah. really ever roll to, uh, a D100. Yeah, you're right, actually. And, and you know perfect. what you've got to roll under, yeah. It yeah. thinks a lot of maths is where it becomes more. And the thing is, Call of Cthulhu is, um, is, a, is a fantastic system because it's mainly role play. Yeah, you're right, actually. And, and I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, actually, is, yeah, Call of Cthulhu could be. Well, this is what I wanted to talk about next because, because like, I think a lot of people think that when getting into LARPing or trying to run a LARP, you need to have a LARP specific system. No. And people don't know where to start because yeah. they're, they're, they're very much into their tabletop role-playing games mm. and think that it's it's like, okay, well, I, I need to get started on this whole new hobby. No, I don't know yeah. where to start and all this. But in reality, um, yeah, you can just adapt your uh, exactly. a few tabletop games and just LARP those. So if you've played tabletop role playing, you can play non you can play non contact LARP very easily. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and you can probably run it reasonably simply as well. So you I would play in one before I tried to run one, I think. But yes, absolutely. Um so with your um LARPs that you've mm-hmm. run, you use Savage Worlds. Yeah. So how the fuck do? Um so I have a dice roller app on my phone. It is called Savage Worlds Dice Roller. Nice. It's really good. Though the guy who made it has not updated it for the new Apple thing. So you, you it does doesn't work on iPhones right now, so so bloke who made it, so update have. it. Yeah. yeah, I know it's not your fault because Apple did this stupid thing where they made everything backwardsly compatible, no longer backwardsly compatible <sighs> because Apple do that because Apple are Apple. Yeah, but yeah, um, but it's available on Android. It's and it, it, it's it's fabulous. It's amazing. It literally you, it does all the maths for you. You press a button, it does the thing. So um, nice. when someone wants to do something, I ask them. Okay, um, they will say to me what it is they want to do. So it could be like um, the game I was running was a Deadlands game. So like, it could be like, I want to shoot that there zombie in the head. 
they didn't actually use the accents, most of them. They don't? No. A lot of them do, but some, of them, some of them just Ugh. didn't. Subhuman uh, it scum, was, wow. It was quite amazing, considering the game was set in Dallas, how many British characters there were there, oh, actually. Oh, that, yeah. that would annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> I, I, uh, um, like, if you're not doing the accent, you're not playing. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. My, my, my <laughs> Character voices, people. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one I'm going to run set in London, so it'll be easier <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the lazy I kids. I yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm in from the, Texas. In the 30s. <laughs> well, we actually did have an extremely British ninja in the game who did speak like that, yeah. Um, you have dishonoured me and he was. Now you will die. He was a hilarious character, though. So uh, props enough. to him, played by an amazing guy named Martin. But yeah, um, so the the dice roll, I will load it up now on my phone so I can show you because it is really cool. So he would say he wanted to do that. And I said, okay, cool. What is your shooting? And he would say, I have a shooting of D8. So I would then press D8. Yeah. Boom, and it's done. It. You've rolled a five. Okay. And generally, and then, that will be enough to that will be enough to hit the zombie. So then we go on to rolling damage, which is also done on there, which is really simple. And that's pretty much it. And the only other rules that you had was if your hand is in the air, that means you're essentially not in the game. And oh, there's, yeah, there's various hand signals that you can use, and this is a common thing in LARP. Yeah. To ignore to to um in order to uh, designate certain things. So um, if you put your if you cross your fingers. Mm-hmm. Like we know that that means I'm currently out of character, which okay. meant that if you were confused, if you're a new larper or something, like, sorry, what the hell do I do here? Yeah, you can you can just nice. ask a quick question like that. If you were out of character for a reasonable period of time, we ask you just to go to another room, please. Okay. Or just take a break, just go somewhere else. It should be purely in character in here because there is something very very annoying. And it's happened before in LARP, in LARPs I've, I've been in and yeah. run where you go up to someone and they're not actually role playing. It's like what the fuck are you doing here if you're not if you're not a role player you're just <laughs> I having, say you are just having there. a chat like, would you want mate so, yeah they're just having a chat about life you know um, oh, and these are actual no. pl- these are actual players as well get out just of gone here into it's like, yeah no get out yeah because <laughs> um, usually well as I, I've only been to one but you, yeah. Owen you said like the room that we were in in the pub was an in character area exactly yeah so if you want to get Makes immersion sense. and be immersed yeah. into it Everyone should be in character. That's the world while you're in that room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That was the dinosaur. So everyone in there should be in character. Yeah. But as as Owen rightly pointed out, you know that that's uh, for all intents and purposes is a rule. If mm-hmm. you want to just quickly ask a question, like exactly, like yeah. I, I I would say to to Owen. Um, yeah, uh, cross my fingers and be like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? And he'd be like, he'd be like, okay, yeah, you just do this, and that'd be it. And mm-hmm. if you're, why would you put your hand up again? I forgot what. Well, there are various different things. So, uh, in uh, if you are speaking in a language that is not the common tongue of the world, so mm. English in this case, mm-hmm. but if you're playing in France, it would be French, for example. Um, then you put your hand up in an L. All right, yeah. Nice. And at the beginning, you would say in Portuguese. And then say the link. That way you don't actually have to speak Portuguese. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, if you're playing a fantasy game, it may be in Orkish, I say, blah, 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 blah. And then if you're holding up this... Sorry, holding up this, he said on this. the radio. If you're holding up an L shape with your hand and someone is nearby who doesn't speak that language, they have to pretend they can't understand what you're, what you're saying, essentially, basically. And there's other sort of spell effects as well. For example, somebody put their hand with yes. a thumb to their head and then their like little finger extended. So you make, you make a sort of rock-on symbol and then you do it you you you, tu- you use it to, tu- to give yourself a dickhead basically yeah <laughs> and then po- and then point at somebody and that means they, you're mind, mind reading. reading that's, tele- anyway, that's telepathy thing yeah of course basically yeah. as it to but yeah and summarize. the hand in the air one i believe was in combat yes um the thing there was if um because uh, we're using savage Worlds and we're using cards for initiative mm. um, which works great until you've got too many players at which point you have to add more decks of cards oh, God, yeah um 
you, uh, um, I'd hand them out to everyone, and they would put their hand in the air for how many cards they they should be getting because some people have Absolutely. level-headed, right? Yeah. Level heads, so they would put one, two, or three. Okay. Or in Dan Brown's case, the min max he get, he put his hand, he held four, four cards. Four cards. Yeah. There's a martial art. This was a in the uh, um, Hell on Earth one shot I was running <sighs> that Harrison was at because there's uh, um, there was a thing where you can get four cards if you have improved level-headed and a particular martial art. Oh, me. It's pretty broken. One of the things I wanted to talk about next was um, that a lot of people mm. think that LARPs are shit. Yeah. Right. A lot of tabletop role players think Absolutely. that LARPs are shite. And and me, me included, right? Where, no, well, I, I was. I did once. Yeah. Now, because I played one in college that was terrible. I only yeah. stayed for about an hour because yeah. it was the most abysmal, shocking thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I played your one and I had a really good time. But why do people think they're shit? Right. Well, there's several reasons. One of them is a lot, sometimes they're shit yes that's why you know like everything sometimes they are proper shit mm-hmm. um, and you like will tabletop go to games where, though you know yeah, exactly I mean? some tabletop games will be shit you know that's mm-hmm. no that. and then people have often had bad experiences as well going to LARPs um, <laughs> Vampire is an absolute you know classic in terms of bad experiences because right. it often can be yeah. because I mean the problem is the setting to a large extent lends itself to that because yeah. vampires are Calling motherfuckers. motherfuckers and political, and it's all backstabby yeah, and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. So when some new guy rocks up and wants to get involved, it's like, no, 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 go away. We're it not going to talk to you. Yeah. We're not going to talk oh. to you. No, no, no. And it becomes very clicky. Right. Um, and there is, um, and this is go, this is sort of cut, um, taking um, non contact LARP into two more groups again. Now you have, particularly with stuff like World of Darkness, you have troop games, mm-hmm. which is there's forty of us and this is it. Mm-hmm. And then you have national games and international games where literally there is a network of games all over the world all interspersed with each other Whoa. which in theory is really cool mm-hmm. I mean I love the idea that you know I can be playing my vampire is based in London mm-hmm. but hey I'm, I was a professional busker I travelled to Canada every year I could go and play that character in a game in Canada it's pretty cool. wicked yeah. that's cool however when you've got that, you have an unbelievable level of bureaucracy. Oh, See, now, in a game that I'm running, a troop LARP, um, if someone wants to say, yeah, I, I just want to go nuts and burn down this freaking building and stuff like that, I mean, yep. if they ha- if they were just doing it for meta sake, I'd tell them to sod off, obviously, but if they were actually doing it yeah. in character, great, you can do that mm-hmm. straight away, and it happens. Mm-hmm. In... A national or international level game, it's got to be signed off by several it's got to go levels. To a board. Essentially, oh yeah, it's got because someone's got to approve it, and then someone else has to approve it, and the more, the bigger impact in the thing you do, the more people have to approve oh it before Jesus. it can be done. So it can Fuck be slow that, that way. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A load that- of pompous people <clears throat> sitting around a room going, oh, "There's a young man in London that would like to steal a baron." <laughs> what do you think about <laughs> that, chaps? Oh, no, 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 no. Has he, re- not, has he filled out five seventy five? Not no. quite like it's not quite that high, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It, it, and so that can get annoying um, yeah, and I didn't that like that annoying. and also um, the way that characters in those national level LARPs um, come in on different levels of XP is they say that the more the longer you've been playing with us the more we trust you so the more, so the higher XP you can build your character at so you've got people coming in for the first time, never played before, and you've got 50 XP to build your character. You think, oh, 50 XP to build my character, that's loads! And then you rock in and there's guys literally running around on several thousand. And like, Godly type. Exactly, so yeah. you come in and you say, hi, I'm this new guy, and that person just says, yeah, dominate, you're my bitch now. <laughs> oh, Boom, no! Man. It's done, you know. Um, so And and it can, sometimes it can feel like you're just at the world's most 
awkward cocktail party, oh, but there's yeah. no alcohol. So, ah, what? Wow. <laughs> exactly. Well, it depends where you're at. If it's if it's in a pub, there'll be alcohol. But yeah. but then also, I mean, generally, I mean, if you actually look into one of the old uh, MET rule books, mm-hmm. it actually says one of the main rules is you should not drink alcohol while you are larping. You should not, <laughs> and you should not, uh, you should not do drugs. Um, generally, in England, we're a bit more lax on that because we're England. But yeah. generally, if you're going to a place where it's not a pub, they will have a. Uh, there won't be alcohol there. And it's generally considered really bad form to get pissed at a LARP. Because, of a, mostly because of the immersion. And also, I mean, you've probably played a tabletop where some guys had one too many. Me. And it becomes... Uh, well, I mean, if you're the guy, then <laughs> no, there's not no, much no. I can say. I'm yeah, but, joking. But, I, but, normally, you know, I normally drive. One so. guy's had one too many and, it, and everything kind of breaks down. World of Darkness is a horror setting. Mm. So if somebody gets royally pissed and starts chandering on people... It's good immersion. It's good immersion. Uh, You'd be surprised. Yeah, but then vampires can't actually drink alcohol, so I don't Um, drink. I I drive often to our games, but I do like one beer to just just to get the creative juices flowing. And and also in a also in a tabletop, you know everyone. Yeah, true. You you you, you've got that that level, and that's and this is when it comes to where people may miss misinterpret LARP as being shit you know there's mm. reasons why people have these ideas they've heard a bad story from someone possibly that's what it is I don't um, think LARP got, or you go shit. to a contact LARP and sometimes those can be freaking weird if you've never done that kind of stuff before a bit overwhelming it is overwhelming yeah, and I can imagine. they're not all 3,000 people some of them can be sure. quite a lot smaller and, and when you look at it if you've not done it before and you see guys who let's be honest not got a very good costume game going on you think <laughs> Okay, there's a guy. I mean, I think Eric Lamoureux was saying that he came up against a guy who was playing a turtle person, and he had a paddling pool on his back. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I mean, you could think this looks really sad and really stupid. Yeah, um, it, it, that that, I and think it can that's... look stupid on the outside. Absolutely, that's one um, of the um, that's one of the big um, problems with it. I think is is that people find it cringy. Exactly. Yeah, and, they and find that cringy. But then, but and then I know people that find tabletop role cringy. cringy. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas it's 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 almost like there's a hierarchy of cringiness. Totally, and, yeah. and that's what it is: is that people people look at what what um, nerds do and and find it cringy. But then the thing is, when I, it I, seems nerdier than the nerdness, exactly. Well, yeah. And and when um, when obviously I'd only done uh, one really shit LARP that I only stayed up for an hour before I'd done your one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like my wife was saying things like, "Oh, what you're gonna dress up in a costume and like yeah. like walk around talking like a ponce," and I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, that's a, totally. That's a, I'm going to do that. Totally. But then my I point, mean, my point is, is that like when when it comes down to it, like if if I'm going to try it, I'm going to try it properly. All the way. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. And 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 what what I found was that there was a, a great level of immersion with it, and and being in character constantly, I did find it hard at first. And if I'm being honest, I was cringing at mm. myself a little bit. Yeah. yeah but the point is, absolutely. is that once I got into it and just and just let go, I was like, actually, this is it's really amazing, fucking yeah. fun. Uh, I mean, cosplay is becoming a lot more mainstream now to a weird yeah. extent as well. So costume itself is becoming less cringy. But also, I mean, one of the things I think that makes LARP, um, that gives that impression is, let's face it, us gamers aren't the most social people at the best of times sometimes, mm. no. you know? Um, managing to get six people around, t- actually interacting with six other people at a table mm-hmm. is pretty good going for some of us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? and, uh, and so when you then say, I'm going to be in a room full of, you know, 40 people or in a field full of 3,000, it's like, oh, Jesus, no, I don't yeah. want to do that. You know, people I don't know, you know, that's the advantage we have in tabletop, generally, mm-hmm. is we're playing with people we know, you know? So it's not a con game or something like that. Yeah. Whereas at a LARP, if you're joining it and you're not going there with a lot of mains... Mm-hmm. 
it's you yeah, could be a bit. I mean, I would I would yeah. argue that this whole hobby, LARPing, tabletop, yeah. everything, for, looking at from an outsider, you could class it as a bit cringy. Yeah. You go past that, sit down, and actually, like my first ever game. Yeah, yeah. I was I was cringing to hell because yeah. I was just nervous hell, because yeah. it's yeah. something I've never tried before, and now it's like get involved, have one exactly. session. Do Live it, the yeah. character. Before you know it, you're immersed, you're loving it. And, and then it doesn't matter what it is. I there think. are also th- other things that can make LARPs, you know, shit. You get bad apples. Yeah, you of get course people you who turn up who, who mess everything up. Um, yep. And there's stereotypes that we talk about. Uh, the, the, uh, the big game hunter. The big game hunter is the guy who has min-maxed his character to ridiculous. The guy who wants to win an RPG. Uh, exactly. Like, how do you win. win an RPG? <laughs> he's not just he's not just min his character, but his purpose is to find the hardest, mm-hmm. most um, immersed player there and make him cry by killing his character. Yeah, and that's that, just um, bullying. Exactly. Yeah, and then you get guys who um, who don't get it or are trying to play a different game in the game you're playing and so on. Yeah. Um, uh, Je- this guy Jeremiah Poppenbeck or Jez, he likes to be called. He ran a LARP that I was in for years first LARP I played amazing LARP very much I consider him to be my mentor mm-hmm. when I was talking to him about running a LARP he said you know um, you've got to be careful with, with, with the way you run rules you've got to have blanket things you've got to ban stuff that you wouldn't ban normally and so on because with tabletop you've got a bunch of people who know each other quite well yeah. you're winging a story together in LARP you're going to get El Fucktard was his, yeah. his word. Yeah. Some dickhead's going to turn up and do something stupid. They're here to mess um, things up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I had to ban three players from my game and after the first session because they were literally just trying to kill people. Toxic players, they were mate. Just trying to kill, yeah. They were trying to kill players. And they were cheating as well. They were looking at other people's sheets. What? They were to, and they actually told me um, while I was there, yeah, I've seen that guy. I've seen that guy. She. This is how we're going to. You've got to be pretty guy. sad if you're it's cheating like, at a laugh, isn't you? Exactly. Really, you do. Yeah, you really, really you do. But that, that was that. So, uh, so yeah. So they don't, they don't play anymore. Screw um, those guys. Yeah. I think we've got got a lot of really great advice there, and hopefully that that gives you sort of like um, some insight into what mm. larping is. How to fuck a big rhino? <laughs> Absolutely, that's the main point. If you take one thing away to take that, to... exactly. <laughs> but um, you organised a gigantic Deadlands LARP that yes. lasted three years, three years. Mm. and it ended in tears. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, um, <laughs> a couple of people did cry actually at the very end. Um, I put on well, a... because they wasted three years <laughs> of their life. Yeah, no, no I, uh, I put together a. Um, I put together a. Um, a very... like, Is this how it ends? <laughs> Is this <laughs> a waste of time? Not like this. Well, yeah, it, we, we, um, the, um, at the very end of it, I made a sort of speech about it all, and then I played a video I'd made, which sort of had an entire cast list on Aww. it, with not just the players but every NPC. Because one of the ways I GM is any wild card. NPC mm. is played by an actor. So, oh, okay. so I, I always yeah, say yeah. this character is played by them because you get you instantly know. And I want my games generally. It depends what I'm playing, run and running. But in terms of Savage Worlds, usually mm-hmm. I want it to feel like it's a gigantic HBO TV series nice. with an unlimited budget and you're the stars. Yeah, type thing. You know? Perfect. Um, so there was all that playing plus videos of the game itself and so on. It, it was mm-hmm. kind of emotional. There was a, there was yeah, emotional. Can imagine so a couple of them were crying. But yeah, but the last um, it ended actually with an entire weekend event nice. where we booked out a scout hut and uh, and yeah we were playing for two. Two days straight. It was pretty. Mental. What in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and uh, um, we at the very last battle where they yeah. went up against the big bads of Deadlands. I won't say what they are. Yeah. For spoilers. Uh-huh. Um, they uh, um, we turned the entire um, scout herd into a battle mat. Um, we put t- masking tape down on the floor because normally you uh, when you're doing um, full. Um, combat in the um, mm. or the way I'd normally run it when we were doing combat in the live sections as it were as opposed to cutting into tabletop or anything um, in the Savage Worlds LARP people I would say you know one pace is one step uh-huh. as it were 
Um, uh, but for this, we had, yeah, we made an actual battle mat wow. on the floor so people could stand on squares, etc. That was very cool. Fun. But yeah, it was, it was it was it was three years long. It was uh, it should have been two. Um, is the lesson I learned. We were running out of ideas badly by the end of okay. three, and people, and it was kind of losing energy. And everyone energy. was like really overpowered, weren't they? By yeah, then? of course you are. What was the regularity of it? We talking once a week. Once a month. Um, the way we did it was we also had scenes in between the main events, yep. as it were. And the other reason I would have done two instead of three is because by three those scenes were taking over. Right. And the okay. LARPs were becoming people getting together and working out what they were going to do on the next scenes and uh, so on and right, that's yeah. one of the reasons why the in-character thing broke down a bit um, and it should be about those big, it, away it, from it should all be about those big sessions not gotcha. just so you were saying ones, the, yeah. the, mid, the mid scenes those were tabletop right yeah usually they were tabletop Yeah, they were, mm-hmm. it, at the beginning they were around my house but then I moved to Paris for two years uh-huh. um, and so we did them on Roll20 after that mm-hmm. um, okay. and that worked quite well see I would like that a mixture of the two so, you, yeah. so you've got like big events monthly where you get out and actually do your LARPing and then in between you've got the, uh, the uh, it's like four people want to do something because normally for in between and this is a sad thing in LARPs between the events you have what we call downtime and that's yep. normally you write down this is what my character is doing in that month sure and then you get a response mm-hmm. to, this is what happened as a result of that mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like you and four other guys want to go and investigate this thing and I'm like okay we can't just do this written because there's bad things there and you may die so, we need so to we're going to need to table yeah. top yeah, you've got to do some roles yeah, makes yeah. sense yeah um, so yeah it, it, well we'll wrap this up then mm-hmm. give one bit of advice for anyone that wants to get into LARPing and you've only got three words just do it <laughs> okay so just do it that is uh, Owen he works for Nike and yeah. <laughs> so um, with that we're going to move the fuck on we're going to go and... hit each other with some sticks yeah we certainly are yeah. <laughs> run about in a field like a bunch of cunts <laughs> lightning bolt lightning bolt lightning bolt in a land far beyond your imagining adventure waits and down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing goblins orcs treasures mountains and gold Will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon? This is Adventure Calls, available for $49.99.99. Available at all good retailers. We know that prank calls are puerile. Childish. Childish. Pathetic. But I've done one. Yay! So, um, as you guys uh, may know, we've been playing Solomon Kane, right? And oh, Jesus. <laughs> Already I like where this is going. Yeah. And in that game, uh, one of the characters is Balthazar, right? And he is a witch hunter. Well, he's an undead hunter. He's a hunter of all things beasts. Yep. Right? And, uh, you know, sometimes he's got to do a bit of calling around. Obviously. So, I've done, a, I've done a few prank calls as Balthazar... <laughs> The piece can only end well. I'm so excited, but this is my actually my character. Yeah. Brilliant. Welcome to International Security and Protection. Please hold while you are being transferred. Hello, Guardian Scott speaking. Hello, um, do you offer close protection? Yeah, that's correct. Are you in London? Uh yes, yes. I am in London currently. Um I'm currently well, my my name is my name is Balthazar, and um, since coming to London, I've seen many things, many bad things, and I require protection from them. You see, I'm a skilled uh, beast hunter, but one man alone does not a beast hunter make, and as a result, I need to get a team together, a team to fight the beasts of the night. You see, I've seen vampires, werewolves, mummies. <laughs> Do you offer protection against these things? <laughs> yeah, why not? Good, good. What do you charge for this such a service, my man? I will pay a high price. Because when... 23 gold. 23 gold. Wait a minute. 
shut up. You're have you heard this lately? Yes, get your friend on. We're going to need a big team for this. Hello? Hello. Okay, listen up. Hi, Akin. Here's the job. We're going to need a security team. The reason being is I've been attacked nightly by werewolves and vampires. So, if you were faced by a vampire, its claws and fangs coming at you fast, what would you do, sir? Would you punch it in the face, stake it in the heart, or would you run like a sissy little queen? <laughs> I think I'd have a serious game of rock, paper, scissors. Winner takes all. So you would use mind tricks against the vampire. I like it. You're in. What's your name? <laughs> um, Van Helsing. Van Helsing? I've heard about your work. My God. Well, you're definitely in. I'll pay 24 gold for your services and no less. Do you accept? Thank you very much, sir. We, we, we accept um, favours. Favours? I was not aware it was that kind of... Ah, you're making me feel ill. You know what? I'll hire somebody else. Oh, I don't I don't blame you to be honest with you. Good luck. Thank you. Susan Domino's Pizza, Mark Second Out. Hello, is this Domino's Pizza? Hello, Tasha. Is this um, Domino's Pizza? Yes, this is definitely Domino's Pizza. Okay, listen. I've, uh... Look, I've got no easy way to say this, but, um... No. But I'm a vampire hunter. I hunt the undead, the, the, the creatures of the night, and I've been investigating your store. Okay. Right. And you're in grave danger. Your manager is a werewolf. He... Okay. Yes, yes, and he will... He, he uh, in the next full moon... He will, he will bite you. He will bite your leg. And while, and he will bite you. He will bite your leg. And you, what? Your leg. My what? Your leg. Hair? Leg. Hair? Leg. Sorry, can you say it again? Leg. Peg? Leg. Peg? Leg. <laughs> My what? Look, it doesn't matter. He will bite you somewhere. The manager! Who? The manager! I'm the manager! Okay, you're a werewolf! <laughs> Surprise! Who's a werewolf? You! Me? And I'm gonna get you, okay? What? I, you've been rumbled, okay, werewolf? What? You're a werewolf! What's a werewolf? You! Me? You are of low intelligence, okay, werewolf? A toad? You're a. Okay. I, I think we might have a bad line. I'm going to... You are not long for this earth, werewolf. Do you say you can't draw a straight line? You're really infuriating me, okay? What? You are infuriating me. You're on fire? No! Are you... Are you winding me up on purpose? Am I winding what? Are you winding me up on purpose? Have you got a wind-up toy, do you say? Hello? Hello? Look. I'll just take a, a pepperoni pizza. Sorry, we don't sell pizza here.
She's obviously been on the uh, how oh. to deal with prank calls course. Yeah, yeah. That was, she, she, she played you there. Oh, mate. Yeah, mate. She got me. She got me. The thing that really got me was on the first one there when you said when you asked him how he was going to defeat a werewolf. He said he was going to play rock paper scissors. That's brilliant. So he's, cl- he's clearly played played um, World of Darkness. Oh, he's a larp, isn't he? Exactly. He, yeah. might, he must know. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. There's nothing better than a good sport in a prank yeah. phone call. Well, well that's I mean, why, that's why your adventure calls are actually good to listen to because you almost. I suppose you probably get ones you don't play along. Oh yeah. You don't play, <laughs> I don't play those. But you play the ones where they always play along, which makes it not awkward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it usually takes me a very long time. Yeah, to we get have to do a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that security company. Um, I mean, who who you're gonna want a big dude from a security yeah. company that like a bodyguard in a lot? Yeah. So, yeah. well, actually, don't hire those people because if if you come up against people that are uh, that are gonna attack you and he's just gonna play rock paper, pulls yeah, finger too, finger yeah. scissors out. Like, oh you, I'm using the scissors. Step back. We need I, to compare I, traits. Yeah. I have a rock fist. <laughs> but next up, we have got. The Chamber of Challenges. Yes! Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. (laughs) Okay, so this is the Chamber of Challenges where we do deadly challenges for one another and they're always deadly oh, yeah. uh, but Owen you've got one for I us do, have you yes. not I have a version of Dragon or Blagon for you oh, yeah, around LARPing I've called this having a LARP or having a laugh ah, that's good very good. good so um, explain your challenge so I've got um, four questions here or yep. multiple choice answers as usual and you've got to work out what is the real thing or what is the not real thing in some cases okay and this is all questions based around LARPing, LARPing but all based around LARPing yeah so firstly I have vampire LARPs that I have played in I'm going to write some titles of some vampire LARPs I've played in one of these is not real okay. you have to work out which is the real one so Zeitgeist, City of Tearless Flowers, Camarilla Invictus, The Court of Blood, or Requiem Essex. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what was the second one? City of Tearless Flowers. Uh, Requiem Essex. It's got to be Requiem Essex. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Oh my god! And I'll explain why. Because they um, remember I was talking about national level LARPs. Yeah. And they don't have fancy names then. It's just this is the Essex game of Vampire the Requiem. No. So the name of it was Requiem Essex, and I, I visited that a couple oh, of times. Course- oh, mate, I'm a fucking vampire. Get out of here! Get out of your cunt! I'm drinking lamb pudding. Where's uh, so, the fake town? So yeah, Court of Blood was the uh, was the, was the fake one there. Oh, City of Tears, Styles so, of Vancouver LARP. It's yeah. such a believable exactly. Yeah. Oh. So, for it, yeah. so um, the next uh, uh, we talked about rules for LARPing before and the different rule sets people use. There are colloquial names given to some of these rule sets. Like instead of calling it you know full contact, I might call it something else, for example. So I've got five colloquial names given to different LARPing rule sets. Okay. One of these is is wrong, okay? <laughs> okay. So we've got Hitty Sticks, <laughs> Shout Man, Boffers, Shaky Fist, and Free From Blag. One of them's real. One of them is not real. What? Oh, God. <laughs> These are things that people use to describe this kind of this kind of rule set. Tomorrow's we'll be using hitty sticks today. Yeah. I'm upset that most of those are real. Yeah, um, yeah that's the can sad you tell thing. Me, can you read them out again, please? Yeah. Hitty sticks, shout man, boffers, 
shaky fist and freeform blag. You know what? I think Buffers I, is the yeah. Incorrect I think one. I think Buffers is the not real one because I knowing you, it sounds like the sort of thing you would make up. Yeah, Buffers. You're incorrect. Oh, what? <laughs> what does Buffers mean? So, okay, oh, right. do you game with Buffers? Yeah. So, is this like some fucking like uh, like Oxford Cambridge? No, <laughs> actually, yeah. that's what they that's what they call it in America in Canada. What? That's um, a colloquial term used to refer to full contact LARP because you boff people. Oh, but that doesn't things, sound yeah. American. Right, guys, we're playing Buffers, buffers today. Yeah. <laughs> in, in 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 Britain, we tend to use hitty sticks to describe that. Hitty yeah. sticks. Um, yeah. Shaky fist, obviously. Is uh, scissor paper stone. Oh, right. just a lot of angry people. Freeform blag is actually a, th- a kind of LARP where there are no rules, where you just sort of are making it up as you go Ooh, along. So like it's that. kind of like Fiasco LARP, basically. Yeah, 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 cool. It kind of breaks down after a while. Um, shout Man is bullshit. I just made that <laughs> up. Yeah. Shout, shout Man. man. <laughs> you, no, but we can make that. We can make that. <laughs> if you shout the loudest, you get to win or whatever. I don't know. You would win. That's a thing for game design, guys, next time. You have to work out a rule system called Shout Man. Yeah. Okay, done. Uh, so, in um, traditional Mind's Eye Theatre, they use um, scissor, paper, stone. But powerful supernaturals mm-hmm. can throw something different that's not scissor, paper, or stone, which is slightly better. It's one of these five, okay? Okay. So is it gun, fire, Spock, bomb, or tiger spooge? He's just done a wanking symbol with his hand. And a, with a climax at the yeah. end. Tiger spooge. It's obviously going to be fire, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be fire. It's bomb. Oh, fire. Wait, in, in what game is this? In, in original Mind's Eye Theatre, yeah. So you have scissor, paper, stone, and some uh, people who've got high potence, you can throw the bomb, or high celerity can throw the bomb, and that beats paper and rock, but loses to scissors because you cut the cut the. Fuse. Is this like set in the 90s? Whoa. It was, right? Yeah, hey, I'm throwing down the bomb. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. finally. <clears throat> Not quite so ridiculous, but these are um, LARPs that are currently going on in the United Kingdom. One of these isn't real. Empire, Curious Pastimes, The Never Tree, Oxford After Midnight, and Wasteland. One of them is not real. We have them again, please. Yeah. Empire, Curious Pastimes, The Never Tree, Oxford After Midnight, Wasteland. I reckon that he would have done, like, a pretty innocuous one, right? Mm. See, Oxford After Midnight sounds pretty stupid. That's the one I was thinking. But I reckon it's the Never Tree. That's my second one. (laughs) Yeah, let's go Never Tree. You are correct. We got one. We got one. Oxford After Midnight is a a Rippers LARP run by one of your listeners. (gasps) Who run that? Uh, His name is Connor Warden. Hello, Connor. Shout out. Big shout out to him. Big C. Oh shit! Yeah, we were going to go to it once. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, uh, oh. that was a very good challenge, Owen. No well done. Um, but shut up now, because okay. Nick, you've got one. Right? I'll get in. Here we go. Right. What What are we doing, Nick? Okay, so we've done this before and it was ridiculous, so I thought we'd do it again. This is this kind of charade. Was it like noise charade? Oh god, yes, it's my favourite one. <laughs> so this is RPG noise charades. Noise charades, yeah. Um, so I'm going to uh, act something out. It could be a game, it could be an object, it could be anything. And you guys got to try to figure out what it is from me mouth. Um, okay, so let's start. So the first one is. Uh, uh, so this is a healing potion. That's a healing potion, potion. yeah. Okay, right, healing potion. Right, okay. <laughs> no, right, starting off with an easy one. Yeah, yeah. Starting off with an easy one. Okay, uh, next one is... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are so that is a dwarf getting shot by a crossbow. <laughs> that is a dwarf shooting a crossbow. crossbow. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, well done. Two out of, well, yeah, one and a half out of two. Okay, next one. Meow. Call of cat food. Call of cat food. Next one is. Do that one again. <laughs> the noise at the beginning. Oh, no, is, it, is, it, is it um Harry Potter on the tabletop roleplay game? No, okay. Wait, no. one more time. <laughs> oh, it's uh, spell casting. Just uh, magic missile. Well magic missile. Oh, magic well missile. Done. <laughs> well done. And the last one. Mm. <laughs> Again. Mm. <laughs> it's a mimic. Yes. Oh well my god! Ah, very well done. That's it. Brilliant. <laughs> well, that was the shortest challenge ever. Fun, though. No? Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think anything beats your original Call of Cthulhu thing. Oh, that was, oh, that was my favourite. Yeah, was I was so a bit stuck funny. on that one. Cause I was like, oh, you God, know what God. I really liked was um, the uh, the way that you got by doing doing talking and you you just like eh, eh, eh. yeah I just thought I'd do sim- I thought if I do like sim voices yeah, yeah, it yeah. would be yeah, kind it's, of, it's yeah. like the yeah like the, the sims, sims yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, uh, that was Chamber fun. of Challenges everyone I hope you enjoyed it um, I didn't um, but next up we're going to move on to the electro letters <laughs> Woo! Yeah. right get out of that chamber in the future you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet this is the future this is the Electro Letter. So this is the Electro Letters where we read your mail from around the world. Yeah. And you won't this... be getting a long email from me this time because I'm here. Yeah, that's true. Actually there. Yeah, thank God Exactly. But this time we asked for your LARPing experiences. Good or bad, weird or horny. And any questions regarding LARPs as well as general questions. So here we go. First up, we got one from Brennan McHugh. He says, I had a friend try to recruit me to a Vampire the Masquerade LARP. I went to one session, and it seemed to be just one big dark puddle of gothy angst and teenage (laughs) hormones. Only, it was grown adults. No real perceived leader, and a bunch of games of rock, paper, scissors to see who got to suck on the next neck. (laughs) It was uncomfortable. Denny's afterwards wasn't much better. I think I saw an orgy try to start in a booth in the back corner. Not kink-shaming. Just not something one expects to see in a restaurant while attempting to awkwardly enjoy stale coffee. <laughs> so yeah, like we're saying, bad LARP experiences, they happen. Yep. Yeah, I mean... And they often happen around Vampire because it can be awkward. Because, uh, well, that, that funnily enough, the it. one in college that I did, um, the only reason I went was because my mate said, um, oh, we should go to this LARP. I want to pick up hot vampire chicks. <laughs> is, is, it a bit of, is it a bit of an edgy goth bag magnet vampire then? Uh, yeah. It can be. It, okay. and, and it uh, it also can tend to attract um, drama queens. Oh, of course. If that makes yeah, sense. It goes without saying. Um, so yeah. Yeah, um, uh, one, um, one of the reasons why I called my LARP a comedy horror LARP was because I wanted to avoid getting too many too much drama. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. If I was running the game and a load of, like, like people that took it really seriously and their self seriously mm. turn up. I just like, I'm shutting this game down. <laughs> so Eric No Sleeves McGee Lamoureux says, "Sorry, I have such a poor opinion of LARPs, but I've had two experiences with it, and they both sucked. Yeah. No rock, paper, scissors needed. On top of that, everyone I know who has done it didn't have one single nice thing to say about it. So maybe one question here, since it's my understanding Owen Lean will be part of this show." 
how comes LARPs have such a bad rep in tabletop RPG circles? Oh, so I think we've gone through all that, haven't we? Well, yeah, yeah please see yeah. main subject. Well, yeah, I think I think we have, but I think in addition to that, um, I think that we've said quite a, a few nice things about mm. it today, so I'm yeah. hoping... Hoping that today we've dispelled some of the myths about uh, LARPs being just LARPs seems shit. fun. It's just like you said, the ingredients, i.e., the people, can fuck it up. That's, yeah, that's, and that's you want you really, want. To, I mean, and when you've got a lot a lot more people, obviously, there's more chance of that. But you want. Exactly. Yeah. You want. You need to. Yeah. Go into it with the right with the right attitude. And it, if it's a if it's a closed LARP, you want to go in with character ties. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Your character should don't just come in being a. Being some person who doesn't know anyone, even if you Link don't it. know, even if you don't know the people there, um, get in touch with them beforehand, find ties to them, yes. so your character is related to someone in somewhere or another. Then you're already part of the Very story. Cool. When you come yeah. in. in fact, actually, come over here to to, to England, and say that French Canadian <laughs> doik, and uh, and come to, come play a game with us. Yeah, It'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, next up, we got one from Colin Kendrick. He says, oh, um, "Why the LARPs?" seem to be popular with swingers, polyamorous couples, and people in kink communities. Uh, vampire, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, um, it, one of the things that I warn players against, uh, to be honest, is in character relationships. Vampire STDs. No, yeah, vampire STDs. You've got to watch out for them, man. You, vampire AIDS, that'll fuck you right up. Right, yeah. right. Um, uh, but no, um, when you are um, playing character, you can... Um, uh, you can often want to... I mean, a lot of people do kind of emotional roleplay or erotic roleplay over mm. the internet and stuff like that. Mm. And when, you've, when you're playing a character Lord fully immersion, oh, yeah. you, can, <laughs> uh, you may want to get involved with, them, with your character to get involved with another character. However, bleed is a word we use for when things from the real world bleed into the real yeah. and vice versa it can result in bad things mm. I um I got into an in-character relationship with someone in my first LARP and it resulted in me nearly crashing my car into a wall I got so pissed off at one point wow I was driving down the motorway and I was just uh, things had broken apart between the characters and I was so sort of <laughs> just thinking about I can't believe I did this thing I can't believe my, I did that thing my imaginary uh, girlfriend uh, basically yeah and I'm driving down I'm, I'm driving down a motorway thinking about this and I suddenly realised fuck the cars everyone stopped swerve no off the road so I, I was fine but at that point I realised I need to stop LARPing for a while yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then so, the next LARP I played was in Canada where I um, was only there for six weeks Weeks. And as a result, I played this character knowing I've only got six weeks. Doesn't matter what the hell happens. Yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the reasons I re- I realised how to um, a better way to LARP is to don't give a shit what happens to your character. That's it. Or to, I mean, you know, get involved, enjoy your character and so on, but relax, yeah, chill out, you totally. know. And I've yeah. Uh, don't fall in love with fake vampires. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, but yeah, it, it, as a result, particularly games like World of Darkness can attract that kind of player, and mm-hmm. you can get and it yeah. GMs watch out for that because a bad rift that happens between two people in a, in a in character relationship can split a game apart. Okay, next question is in from Terry Handsome, and he says, uh, "In a World of Darkness LARP, I was playing a Malkavian that I wanted to make as creepy as possible. I had long hair at the time, and I made it look like I had a comb over. I used tons of gel, so my hair had a greasy look. I would always run my hand over my hair, so my hand was always just a bit sticky and wet." <laughs> 
I insisted on shaking everybody's hand when interacting with them. This character ended up selling his soul to a demon. In the middle of an important meeting the prince was conducting, the storyteller was whispering to me, tempting me to sell my soul. My character got mad at the demon and I slammed my hand on the table and yelled for it to leave me alone. I scared the shit out of the whole group. I just apologised and went back to my mum went back to mumbling to myself. The character was killed by the prince. I was it was so worth it. I cause so much hell. That sounds um, like a creepy as fuck character. Yeah, but well oh, done, sir. Yeah. Well done, sir. I mean, I mean, I mean, why did the prince kill him for shouting, stop talking to me? He's a Malkavian. He's mental. You Gre- know, greasy air. Well, um, <laughs> as far as I, if I recall correctly, um, I seem to remember Terry mentioning that that character also wore a bathrobe all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and if they, if they did, fi- if the prince don't find out he'd gone infernal and actually, and actually dim with, uh, alive with a demon, anyone will kill you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. the Sabat will like, you, you, you sell yourself to a demon. No, you're out, mate. Done. Yeah. That is yeah. actually genuinely horrible. Like walking around with a sticky hand. Yeah, I, know, I think you is... might be going a bit too far there, baby. But yeah, yeah. John Samuel, a friend of mine, he said, "When I was first invited to Call of Cthulhu, the only recognisable term was RPG. So I assumed we were larping." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, he thought he is one of the first things he asked was, "Do I need to buy a costume?" Oh. And, but uh, he's not the first person I've heard say that. Another person is uh, Luke Green, who was a complete noob to role-playing games mm. recently. He came along to a Stranger Things uh, RPG that I did. And before he turned up, he, he asked if we had to dress up. Mm. And I was like... Why do people? Why do people think mm. that? No, why really, do... that question was, can I dress up? Yeah, he wanted to dress up <laughs> as a child. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, a lot of people who haven't done this before have have played those murder mystery um, parties. You have those oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you do dress and you dress up for those. Oh, so maybe they yeah. think it's similar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe they think that. So yeah. Fair, why not though? Do you know what I mean? If you're playing I mean, yeah, a cowboy and you've got a cowboy hat, bring it. Brings my, more fun to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Harry, who who I've told you about, who was playing Kilroy at that. At that LARP um, was uh, um, often play uh, often put his costume on to yeah. to play tabletop. Even when we were playing online, he <laughs> no, put his costume not? on before. We brought a gun to the table 20, a few yeah. times. My fucking wife, man. She one of the things when we went to Harry Potter World, um, I was about to buy a Slytherin robe, right? Just because, and <laughs> yeah. I wanted to wear it for GMing, right? Yeah. And and she convinced me not to buy it. Right, and I um I was I was literally this close, and she was like, oh no, don't get one, don't get a robe, and then she was I was like, why? They're fucking awesome, and then and then just as we were leaving, she was like, I'll make you one, I'll make you one, put it back, because she sews, right? Yeah, yeah And then and then just as we were leaving the car park, she she goes, I would never ever make that. You're not wearing a robe. They're ridiculous, and I and I, I was look, I looked. She fooled you. She fooled me so that I wouldn't wear a robe. <gasps> That's genuinely cruel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I was I'm livid. Here I am making a non-robe on my machine, and she was just like doing air. Millie, yeah. you are evil. Yeah, Millie. Yeah. So now you DM in a dressing gown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, but we got some uh, general questions next. Cool. Um, Eric Lamaru comes in with one. He says one genre that is underrepresented in Savage Worlds is urban fantasy. Do you think Solomon Kane would make a great modern urban fantasy campaign? Uh, yeah. Not a good one, but a great one. I, I believe so. Yeah, I think it'd be very easy to adapt. I mean, if you take that, uh, take the monsters from the book and just 
Put them in modern. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, I think yeah. they have a great urban fantasy um, for Savage Worlds, actually. It's called called Pantheon Towers, Eric. I hey. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you, 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 you publish games, don't you, Eric? Check yeah. it out. Oh, do, you yeah. Want, do, you want, do you want to have a chat about that? Yeah. Oh, wait, this is a platform, the is, right? The funny thing is, Owen, um, earlier on when you called him a Canadian, French-Canadian doofus or whatever you yeah, called yeah. him, I think you burned that bridge. I think I might have, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Live action role-playing. Thunderbolt. Uh, 3,000 critical. Thunder, Dark out critical. Thunder. Thunder. Thy arts are slain. Okay, next one's from Matt Stark, and he says, What is about Tales from the Loop that you like the most? I'd like to hear a live session of you guys playing it. Yeah, we totally need to do that. Yeah. Um, the thing, I, it's so hard to pinpoint what I like about Tales from the Loop the most. The reason that I like it the most is so many bloody reasons. It, it's the the setting is fantastic, but the one thing I like the most about it, I think, is its ease to GM. I think cool. very very low prep game. Uh, GM never rolls anything, and you oh, that's nice. exactly and very nice. yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> Nobody dies. It's sort of a happy. It feel the idea of that feels like going into a relaxing bar. Oh yeah, it? definitely. Like, oh, just right. And and with the players, all they do um, when when they roll something is they they add up the attribute and the appropriate skill. Mm-hmm. Roll that amount of dice to succeed. You um, in most cases you need one six. That's one it. six. Right. Yeah. And so so uh, the story just unfolds like that and to whenever something happens all it is is you just you introduce a threat or something like that and you say okay it's not it's not the bloke hits you you say the bloke's about to hit you what do you do mm-hmm. yeah. and if they don't succeed well then they get hit they get hit and, yeah, right, and then yeah. they take a condition mm-hmm. and for me that that it's boiling it down very very simply Beautiful. there but yeah. that, that is like mm. that's what's so Brilliant. good about it. It, you, it's so easy to remember how to play and I, I've I can bust out at a moment's notice yeah. and play it I mean we I played it at uh, Pete Meet recently and just uh, I had short notice because somebody pulled out and uh, yeah I was just like I've got this game ready cool let's play it Brilliant. yeah for me it's so, the yeah. nostalgia I love it yeah yeah. yeah. actual just, play them has to happen we'd do it we'd do yeah. it no can sweat. I play of course uh, of course awesome Right, um, who's next? Matty Jones. So, uh, yeah, Matthew just... Jones comes in and he tells us a story about how he got lost and his, his truck got towed and all this stuff. I don't know why he sent that in, per- personally. Uh, He's using your therapy now. Yeah, okay, well, I'm glad that you Can't... got to the event in time, mate. I mean, that's a very weird message, but he does actually ask us a real question, so <laughs> we'll do that. Um, the end of the world has happened. You three have all been captured by a Mad Max-style villain covered in leather straps and spikes. The, the villain promises to release two of you if two of you agree to give the third up as a villain's sex slave. If you don't, you have to fight in a tournament where only one of you can go free. Which do you choose? If the first option, who becomes the sex slave? Well, seeing as I'm not a regular, you guys are going to give me up, aren't you? You're Easily. Gonna, you're just going to throw me to the bottom. You're, you're, yeah, exactly, you're a LARP yeah. master as well. Exactly, yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd love that. Well, you'd love that. As we know, LARPs are just about having sex. So, <laughs> the thing is, is that yeah. you would love it. So, yeah. you're, so we're, we're chucking you to the dogs. So there's your answer. I'm getting greased up, putting the gimp mask, and chained to the Thunderdome. Goodbye, Thank you. See you, mate. See you, mate. And then Nick and I will get out. We're joining them, if anything. Yeah, we're involved, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Evolve, yeah. Got any spare uh, gimp masks? <laughs> <laughs> and the last question comes in from Jason Connolly. Uh, and Jason says, I'm going to be running Dolman versus Demonic Toys. I think it's Dolman, not Dolman. It's, Dolman. Not, like a, it's not like an English surname. 
name. Okay, right. <laughs> and Jason, let me try again. Dollman versus Demonic Toys at Con on the Cob in November. Any advice for running a Savage Worlds game with little heroes in a big world? Do I make the PCs size minus two, or do I make them size zero and upsize everything else? Any advice would be appreciated. Appreciated. Wow, proper question. Okay, I'll upsize everything else. I think. Yes, upsize yes, everything absolutely. else. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason being is that um, they're, if they're the main characters, then their size is considered normal. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. example, if you're playing a game, well, when I did Stranger Things, uh, I wouldn't give every single character the young hindrance because they are considered the normal people. Yes. Yes. Same in Barrington Halls. So I never, I never yeah. gave people um, young hindrances. That, yeah. So the rest um, of the world kind of adapts to them. Yes, yes yeah. exactly. Um, so in this case, if if we're taking them as the normal guys, then they're, they're normal size and everything, everything else, else will be bigger. considered Also, giant. minus two is the lowest you can go, whereas uh, upsizing, uh, upsizing everything else, there's no limit. Yes, so oh, you make go. everything else. Well, I'm game, sure though. you're going to end up having them fight a cement mixer. It's, it's a standard. It's, sta- it's textbook. Yes. <laughs> so um, that's it. So I hope that answers your question. And uh, that is it for Electro Letters this time, guys. Thank you very much for your questions, everyone. Yeah. Keep keep them coming. Keep them coming. We love um, them. And to, to all my friends who yeah, asked to send in LARPs questions and didn't, you suck. So Fuck so Owen uh, so Owen asked for for um, uh, like LARP stories from his mates from all of his LARPs. And as you know, LARPs have a lot of people in them, yeah. right? He said, oh, "Give me your LARP story. Give me your LARP stories, guys." That's my own impression. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so people were like, "Oh, the mouse, the mouse one was pretty good." So that's not a story, mate. So many, so many, uh, get, so many potential fucking stories. Fucking try hard. Get typing, mate. Come on. That was a really more. funny, funny instance. Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. But from that, I get nothing. It's yeah. lazy. So, yeah. r- lazy. <laughs> lazy, 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 um, lazy. Anyway, thank you for the questions. We're going to move on to our award-winning outro. Hooray! So, what do you guys think happened? One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. Well, that's kind of far out. Mazes and monsters is a far out game. Swords, poison, spells, battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. Is it? Yes, definitely. I'll be talking to you. All right, see you later. So, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do that. And there is a myriad ways you can do that. First of all, you can send us an email, which is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Or you can go to the Facebook, which is forward slash tabletopt. And we have a Twitter account, which is... Uh, at Tabletop Twats. Then also, lastly, G Plus, get over there. Nerds International, come uh, say hi. We're on there. Send us a question there. Get in touch with us there. And lastly, but not leastly, if anybody wants to contribute to this, is it a show? Shamble? A, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Omnishambles. Omnishambles. Exactly. Fuck. Cluster fuck. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then you can. You can chuck us a buck or much more if you like. Uh, yeah. And I go to our more. Patreon. Yes. Remember, Patreon. million quid. What was it we said we'd do for a million? Oh, we'd you, produce you, foreign you, beggars. You, yeah, for, that's for, it. Do nothing but foreign beggars for the rest of your lives. Yeah. And as Owen can attest to, uh, he has been a reoccurring character in yes. our uh, foreign beggars totally worth um, it. Uh, uh, campaign due to him being a Patreon, along with many others. So please do. Uh, yeah, of course um, the thing about um, this show is right we know it's the only thing you do with your life and we know yeah. that you you know you've got totally. when this show ends essentially you essentially you just sit in the dark crying yeah so the thing is is that I've got to give you something something mind food something to think about mm-hmm. um, until the next episode comes out and uh, I'm gonna do that now um, basically this is a question just to ponder on until 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 next time. At what point does grave robbery become archaeology? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's a, good one. That's a really good question. That's Blimey. a very good one. 
Um, but now uh, that leaves <laughs> all I, yeah. But now that just leaves one thing to be said. And of course, um, you know, the other day, right? I was uh, up a big mountain in Nepal, right? And I met this bloke, and um, he was like a monk, right? But it, and but behind that bloke was another monk, and that monk then told me to go round the corner, and uh, round that corner I found a book, and uh, then I turned to the back of that book, and in that book was some instructions that said go back down the mountain and go home, because there's nothing up that mountain, it was a waste of time. But when I got home, I meditated, and then I stopped that, and then I went to a field, and in that field, God beamed a message into my head, and that message was... Chicken McBosh! Yes! Hey! We did it. Why are we clapping ourselves? <laughs> <laughs>